welcome back to a new episode of the Triple PH. Uh, so, I'm here with Iggy, and let's get right into the news. So, starting off, this comes from the Associated Press, and it is that uh, Trump is suing in three states, uh, which is laying uh, ground for contesting outcome of the election. So, what it was is that Trump campaign has issued lawsuits in Michigan, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, along with one already in Nevada that Republicans were having. Uh, and as of now, uh, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada are still undecided. And again, we are recording this uh, November 5th, 2020. So as of now, we do not know yet. Uh, we'll obviously keep updated as, as uh, events occur. So Wisconsin, Arizona uh, have uh, been uh, requested to have a recount uh, by the Trump campaign uh, and Trump campaign uh, manager Bill Stipen uh, cited, uh, quote, irregularities in several Wisconsin counties, end quote. Votes are still being counted due to the large uh, voter participation. Uh, almost 70 percent of uh, all Americans voted in this election. Uh, and that has been a rate that hasn't been seen in around like a, sec a century or so. Uh, the lawsuits are calling for a temporary halt uh, in counting ballots. Uh, this is really seen as an effort to stall. It's more political than anything. Uh, there are uh, there have been no reports of fraud or any type of ballot concerns out of Pennsylvania. The state had 3.1 million mail-in ballots uh, that take time to count, uh, and an order allows them to be received and counted up until Friday if they are uh, postmarked by November 3rd, so the day of the election. Uh, and again, the Pennsylvania uh, Attorney General, uh, Josh Shapiro, said uh, that the lawsuit was, quote, more of a political document than a legal document, end quote. Likewise, there, there, only, uh, there were poll watchers on both sides present in Michigan, and not only that, but AP uh, reporters themselves, people with the Associated Press, uh, were there specifically uh, at the TCF Center uh, in Detroit, which is where they uh, counted the ballots in Michigan. And then Trump at 2.30 in the morning on Wednesday, uh, around that time, uh, Eastern time, uh, addressed uh, supporters at the White House. And he talked, uh, he talked about taking the undecided race uh, to the Supreme Court if necessary. And this is really harkening back to this could be a repeat of 2000, but potentially even worse, because now there's multiple states at play. Uh, and there's multiple state, state judiciaries and uh, appellate courts instead of just Florida, which is what happened in 2000. Uh, and the longer the wait takes uh, to count all the votes and to decide the election, uh, the more pressure lies on the Supreme Court to uh, have an action uh, in any of these cases. So what's your opinions on that, Iggy? Oh, well, just a correction. Um, I, I believe that Trump filed five lawsuits uh, for, for, for five key battleground states. Um, but I, what I do believe is that it's, it does seem like it was, it's rigged. Um, it looks like it was rigged in Wisconsin and Michigan. Um, but it, the issue I have with what Trump is doing right now is that he's already announced that he, that he won the presidential race when he, when in fact he hasn't, because they're still counting the votes. Um, but it looks like he could it looks really tight in georgia and pennsylvania as far as we know so it's too early to tell uh if if, if trump if it goes if georgia and pennsylvania goes for trump but in all honesty it doesn't really matter if trump gets pennsylvania because 
if you look at the actual map, Wisconsin, Michigan are, have already flipped to uh, Joe Biden. And I do believe that Arizona uh, flipped for Joe Biden as well. So it, if Trump gets Pennsylvania or not, that doesn't really matter. Tr uh, Trump needed uh, two out of the three states in order to uh, win. You know, the Rust Belt states, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And so it doesn't really matter in the end because I do believe that Joe Biden will come out on top. Um, in all likelihood, but what do you, what's your opinion on this? I mean, I would say that uh, he's contesting uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, and I'd say it's really, he's trying to stall the election, it seems. It seems as though that, because that's why they're demanding recounts and everything, even though there really isn't much substantiated evidence uh, to prove that. Um, and it seems like he wants to stall the election to get the Supreme Court to act, I would say. Uh, and that's why he has so many... Uh, uh, lawsuits in pretty much all of the battleground states because as of now all joe biden needs is nevada and uh this election is over and it seems as though trump is probably it, it seems as though as of now november 5th again we're reporting this on november 5th it seems as though joe biden has this uh and but really what i've what i've been uh what's it called what i've been thinking is that i mean just imagine all the pollsters that that were saying before the election that it was going to be more of a closer to a blue wave oh, than yeah. anything, and they they've all been wrong. They really have been. They really have dropped the ball here. I saw some real clear politics polls that show that uh, Joe Biden would sweep in and take Texas, um, and uh, North Carolina and Florida. Both, you know, they were wrong in that it, they thought that it was going to be a landslide for Joe Biden. On paper, it looked like it was going to be a landslide for Joe Biden, but reality it was closer than we were all expecting um even i thought that it was going to be the landslide for joe biden but at the end of the day it looked like it looks like uh it was right by the wire right down to the wire i guess yeah and no matter who wins it's really going to be by the skin of their teeth and that's honestly what people have been fearing since the very beginning of this is if it comes down to a contested election uh like we're seeing now like it has the ability to escalate, and it has the potential to go to the Supreme Court. So now things have, uh, it's definitely an escalation uh, uh, of the crisis right now. Yeah, and I just want to add that uh, as of right now, uh, Arizona's reported 88% of the votes, uh, their votes, Nevada's reported 89% of their votes, Alaska's reported 56% of their votes, Georgia. 98%, North Carolina, 95 Pennsylvania, 94 So, I mean, it's already it's already given that, like, Alaska would be would go for Trump. It's only three electoral votes, so it really won't make a difference. Um, but, yeah. And, I mean, I've been seeing online, I've just been seeing online, like, there's been a lot of people who are trying to uh, talk about the, all the voter fraud and, and how it really, and how people say it was, that the Democrats did rig this for the system, but they must have done a really, a really bad job of rigging it because they're going. They lost seats in the House and the Senate. Like, oh yeah, if you're if you're the party that's winning, like, wouldn't you want to rig it uh, in your favor? So, if if Joe Biden wins, he's going to have like a really, he's going to have a contested legislature. I mean, I mean, in in all likelihood, uh, the Democrats are going to keep the the House. Um, but they did lose uh, six. Uh, they they did lose five seats, and um, and so it's, it really won't matter. But the issue for the Democrats is that uh, the Republicans are probably going to keep the Senate. Yeah. 
since they're probably going to block a lot of the legislation that uh, the Joe Biden administration will probably have in their agenda, you know, uh, climate change, gun control, um, probably even a stimulus, a stimulus package. Um, but I do believe there'll be bipartisanship for a stimulus package because it is definitely uh, necessary uh, at this point in time because a lot of people are suffering and they do need some government assistance. Um, so yeah, um, in, in two years, the Republicans could take the House and just control the Congress. Mm-hmm. So this could be like during during what it was in during the Obama era. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I could really see though that like on in all in all honesty, I might I might not be the most pro Joe Biden lefty here, but uh, I mean Joe Biden is probably the man for the time for this because I mean at the very least he's going to compromise, so at least something will get done. If it was more like if Bernie Sanders did win the win uh, the nomination. Uh, for the DNC, obviously, I would, I, you know, he's 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 my favorite, uh, of course, but uh, I don't think he would you would see much compromise uh, with with a Republican legislature. But so at the very least, I think that at least some pragmatic bills will be passed at the very least. Yeah, um, but I, I would like to I, I would like to see what the post Trump era would look like. You know, what will what would the Republican Party look like after Trump? You know, is, will it be the party of uh, uh, Nikki Haley or the party of Josh Hawley? You know, um, so that, that's what I'm keen on 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 seeing in the near future, because I I believe that the Republican Party will pretty much say to tell tell themselves, yeah, we did we've done this populist thing shtick, and now we're just gonna go back to the way it was. And I don't think you can go back to the way it was pre-Trump. Um, and I think the reason why they were even, like, they had a Republican win in 2016 is because it was Trump. I mean, he, he focused on important issues. Did he deliver any deliver the results? No, he didn't. I mean, <laughs> um, you look at his record, he could have governed, like, you know, kind of like a Mitt Romney type. Um, so... But that's not the point. I feel like the point is that he focused on immigration, trade, uh, globalization, China. Domestic issue two. Uh, McConnell says Congress should pass economic relief bill this year. Senate Majority Leader says he supports aid to schools, hospitals, and small businesses, but not a more sweeping Democratic proposal. Congress should pass a new economic relief package this year, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on Wednesday, as prospects for Democrats' multi-trillion dollar stimulus bill faded along with their chances for full control of the government. Lawmakers have been deadlocked for months over further aid, with Republicans insisting on liability protections for businesses and Democrats seeking aid for state and local governments. With the outcome of Tuesday's election still in doubt, Mr. McConnell signaled that he would try to move this year, with President Trump assured of still being in office for at least that time. We need another uh, rescue package, Mr. McConnell said in Kentucky. Hopefully the partisan passions uh, that prevented us from doing another rescue package will subside with the election.
we need to do it, and I think we need to do it before the end of the year. <clears throat> um, Mr. McCullough said he would support including more funding for schools, hospitals, and a popular small business loan program, but not a more sweeping proposal that Democrats have sought. He also noted that Congress will have to move to keep the government running before its current funding expires on December 11th. Mr. McConnell said he and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi agreed to pass full-year spending bills in December. What's your take on this? Well, I mean, again, I would say that they already couldn't pass a COVID response bill, and a COVID response bill on top of funding the government have been just the funding the government has been a consistent uh has been it's been a consistent issue since the end of the obama administration every it almost seems like almost every year every time that the funding runs out there always seems to be a a major crisis and the government has been defunded multiple times and that that's unprecedented so far and hopefully hopefully this agreement works but i mean it, it just it doesn't seem as though that uh precedent is on their side because they're they, they haven't been able to pass a covid re relief bill and that's even more urgent than uh than the funding the government and they haven't even been able to do that since uh since the election they, they're in congress is currently in suspension as of now uh and they they never they never get, were able to pass to pass a uh a relief bill so i mean unfortunately all we can do really now at this point is hope that uh that they make good on their word to do it by December 11th. And if not, we will make sure to cover that. And uh, it's a shame that they weren't able to pass the stimulus package uh, prior to Election Day, um, because I feel like it's a little bit too too little too late. Um, because I feel like millions of Americans are, are suffering as of right now because there's so much gridlock in Congress and there's petty partisanship on both sides. And so this is not reassuring I, for me because <clears throat> these like the the two parties have just decided to play partisanship when you know so many lives are at stake right now. Um, and so it, it and of course like they have to pass the government budget uh, which they have to do every year. But it, it's just such a shame that, like, that uh, Mitch McConnell <clears throat> is talking about this right now when, like, they sh he should have had a more, uh, you know, he should have engaged more with this issue uh, prior to the election instead of, you know, when, like, when this is, elect I mean, this is the election week. You know, I feel like there could have been more bipartisanship, bipartisanship support prior to the election, um, but there's just petty partisanship, and so it's uh, just such a shame. Um, for our foreign affairs uh, topic for uh, this episode, uh, North Korea tells its people to stop smoking, but what about Kim Jong-un? So this comes from New York Times. Uh, this. I thought it was pretty funny, so I just kind of picked it for our episode. Uh, the country is expanding a national campaign against the habit, even as state news media continues to show Mr. Kim buffing away on the subway at schools and at children's hospitals. Um, with the adoption of a tough new law this week in North Korea that bans 
consumer smoke <laughs> in public places for penalties for violators has created a conundrum. <clears throat> what if Mr. Kim, who is regarded as a thoughtless deity in North Korea, breaks the law? For years, North Korea has urged its people to quit smoking, posting non-no smoking signs on public buildings and starting a national anti-smoking website. And for years, despite a family history of smoking-related illnesses, Mr. Kim has pushed away contradicting the admonition website. And for years, despite a family history of smoking-related illnesses, Mr. Kim has puffed away contradicting uh, the admonition which underlines have given everyone else. Uh, the law stipulates the rules which all the in institutions, organizations, and citizens must follow in protecting the lives and health of the people, and providing more cultured and hygienic living environments. The North, the North's official Korean Central News Agency said on Thursday it applies to such public spaces as theaters, schools, and hospitals. <coughs> Um, the Kim rulers in North Korea have a, have a history of cardiovascular diseases that South Korean intelligence officials have attributed to heavy smoking, drinking, and obesity. Kim Il-sung died in 1994 of heart failure. His son and successor, Kim Jong-il, suffered a stroke in 2008 and died of cardiac arrest in 2001. Kim Jong-un himself has been plagued by rumors of poor health including diabetes, cardiovascular trouble, and ankle pains caused by his weight. What's your take on that? I mean, really, though. I mean, I it's it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, and to call it to call himself communist, he really is, is failing here. I mean, he's, he lives in excess while, while his people really don't. He is really a dictator. I mean, uh, Mr. Kim, I, I, I don't know how long he has left. I mean, how long do you think he's got left, Iggy? I mean, true. Um... There was this one incident uh, during 2020, earlier in the year 2020, where like it seemed like he was he was dead. Oh yeah. Um, but they, I I believe that the North Korean health officials transported him to China. I believe uh, because they probably have better doctors there, um, and they took care of him. But I I feel like this is is a good sign for me i feel like it's you know like for the state that they're in you know like it's a kind of a good campaign you know this anti-smoking campaign and it's good for the public but i just believe that he's a hypocrite for just going out of his way to keep on puffing like his cigarettes and stuff yeah the catholic u leadership team in the office of campus activities has created a new series about applying leadership skills throughout college and life Tune in to Leadership in 5 and learn about different leadership lessons from your peers. There is also Cups with Joe, an interview-style program hosted by Joseph Arby over everyone's favorite online platform, Zoom. You can listen to both of these exciting programs on our new Instagram, all one word, Catholic U Leadership. Well, with our local DC story, uh, this part of the sec segment, uh, so... This is coming from NBC News, uh, and six arrested near uh, the White House, uh, and D.C. election demonstrations largely peaceful. So, large demonstrations have been taking place uh, at Black Lives Matter Plaza, just outside of the White House, just outside of Lafayette Square, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, while six were arrested, uh, given the size of the crowd, 
Uh, Chief of Police Peter Newsham uh, said Wednesday uh, that he was, quote, very pleased, end quote, uh, that demonstrators, uh, demonstrations near the White House were calm. But that being said, though, uh, small skirmishes uh, with protesters and police, uh, uh, as well as that there have been reported uh, that members of the far-right militia group, known as uh, the Proud Boys, uh, were reported uh, in the early hours of Wednesday. Uh, but uh, the square was quiet uh, by 5 a.m., it must be noted. Uh, all D.C. police uh, will be uh, on duty on, and on the streets in the coming days. And the city has been really bracing itself uh, for the possibility of civil unrest uh, around the election. Uh, the D.C. and like this is kind of evidence of this. The D.C. National Guard uh, received a request from the U.S. Park Police uh, to be on standby this week. Uh, and, to, and to be able to deploy into the city. Uh, but this came, this order came to contradiction with the DC government uh, who did not request the aid. Uh, this caused the National Guard to stand down, uh, but it noted that uh, the situation could change at any moment there. And at least six groups have requested permits for protest uh, in the district over the next few days, uh, according to DC officials. And these, these six groups have been uh, it's been reported that there's going to be protests of all different political affiliations uh, in DC in the coming days and weeks. Uh, the mayor has said she is currently not considering a curfew for DC, uh, but she would do so if necessary. Uh, and as of now, largely uh, the protests have all been peaceful, uh, but tensions seem to be uh, they have a chance to be on the rise in the days and weeks ahead because again, We've already seen that uh, that there's been skirmishes uh, between uh, protesters uh, that are more pro-Biden and leftists, but you've also now see that um, Proud Boys are in the area, and these this is this is a nasty far-right militia. Uh, so you see both both sides are are starting to come out, and it well nothing bad has happened yet. I I just think it's ominous. I just you know I think like I think the tension is there. Yeah, you would think that it would be. There would be clashes between the protesters and the police, but matter of fact, it's I'm more now I'm concerned that there'll be clashes between pro Biden supporters and pro Trump supporters, the Proud Boys, and, and potentially Antifa. Um, that could that could go ugly. Definitely, and you've seen like like I mean, this might be in different cities as well, but if, at the very least, DC is boarding up a lot. A lot of the a lot of the places have been boarding up for. Uh, for, for what could happen, and hopefully everything works out well there. Yeah, I, I believe that, like, the, the local government can't prepare for this, because a week ago they were, they were reporting up, uh, you know, downtown D.C., and so they were expecting that there, there could, could be riots, you know, during the election week. Um, but it's a good thing that, like, there's been relatively calm protests, you know, and, and demonstrations, because I was not, I did not think that, that they would handle it so well. I mean, who knows in the coming days, yeah. like, they'll be able to contain um, <clears throat> the protests or the riots, you know. And I mean, God, God forbid anything, like, as we were speaking with, with the previous, uh, with previous <clears throat> issues, um, should... I, I think that should Trump win the election or should this uh, current stalemate and current legal battle or God forbid it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, 
if that happens, I I think that that the risk definitely goes up in pretty much everywhere. Not only in DC, but you know, I've I've heard I've heard you know from friends like you know all all over the country right now. At it, it's it's similar. Things are happening in all in all the different like places, in all the different cities. And God forbid that happens. Um, I I think that poss- possibility for violence could go up, but I mean, really, so far, I mean, demonstrations have been peaceful, and that's good. You know, it's good. It's good that they got their that First Amendment right is there. But I mean, if should anything go violent, that's obviously that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. Yeah. Um, but you already see because again, as as those skirmishes are there, it seems as though. There's there's people lying in wait as it's as it's known. There's 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 militias that are, you know, they're they're gearing up for whatever happens, and that's uh, that's an unfortunate uh, circumstance. Uh, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that as as that situation occurs. Um, but as of now, things have been mostly peaceful, um, and th- again, this is just outside of the White House. Um, yeah, and you. I was expecting that other major cities would would turn violent. You know, there'd be riots in other major cities like L.A., Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Portland. It's been relatively calm. Um, that, but that might be because, like, we still don't know who, who will come out as the president, you know, yeah. whether it be Trump or Biden. Yeah. Um, but when the when we do know in the end, like when, you know, on maybe on Friday, we'll we'll they'll let us know that who, who will be the president, um, or even today, you know, they'll they'll, they'll definitely be an outbreak of like riots, I guess. Yeah, one could think about that because really, I mean, we almost went down one of the days. Maybe maybe we'll go down one of the days. We'll report from the scene, but I mean, really, uh, things haven't been that bad. But I I've been to protests before and. How it really goes and how these kind of trends usually go is that wait for the weekends and because that's when everyone's off of work. So that's when the that's when big rallies and big big protests are held, big demonstrations. So we can only see what's going to happen, uh, especially given that circumstances are as now really fluid. Uh, we still don't know who really the president is. It's assumed that it's going to be Joe Biden, but again, there's as we've said. There's there's legal challenges uh, and and just kind of tensions there, uh, but we'll make sure to keep everyone updated on that as the crisis develops. And that's going to be it from us for today, uh, Mike and Iggy on the Pekarski Political Power Hour, uh, Week Five, Episode Four. Uh, join us again uh, next week. Next week we will be recording on. Let me pull up the calendar. We will be reporting on uh, Tuesday, uh, November the 17th. Uh, join us again for that day. Um, but And if you're any time uh, looking uh, to discuss with me and Iggy, uh, our, official, uh, <clears throat> our official website, uh, or actually our official Gmail is T-H-E-P-P-H-W-C-U-A at gmail.com. Again, it's T-H-E-P-P-P h w c u a at gmail.com and again we would love to talk to you we'd love to interact with you uh anyone in anyone who is uh currently listening and it couldn't be about anything uh but that's gonna be us for this week thank you for listening and good night